I don't think you are fully prepared for the journey that you embark on until you find yourself in motherhood. I never thought that it would be the most tiring job I've ever had. But at the same time, even though it's a lot of work, it is also so rewarding. So this episode is actually going to be a tribute to all mothers out there. It is our motherhood episode, which we have broken up into two parts. So on today's episode, we'll be talking all things motherhood. And I got my lovely two co-hosts with me to discuss it. I got Paula and Brittany. I hope this brings you laughter, insight, as well as I hope for the mothers listening that they can relate to some of the same things that we've struggled with, that we've gone through, and how our journey is so far. This is A Shot of Melanin. All right. First and foremost, ladies, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. So what are y'all hoping for Mother's Day? Like, what do you hope to get for Mother's Day? Peace and quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Do they sell that at the store? I don't think so. No. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Paula, what are you expecting for Mother's Day? Honestly, I'm not expecting much. Last Mother's Day was a total fail, so I have zero expectations. <laughs> oh no, what happened last Mother's Day? Story time. Um, I guess I just had to wake up, still cook breakfast for everybody, mm-hmm. still have to clean, do all the dishes. I was expecting a flower too, maybe. What? I never did. I make no. I did not even get a present. Nope. 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 Are you Ooh, serious? How- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna have to talk to talk to your boy because no, 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 no. He's like, technically speaking, it's Mother's Day, and like, I'm not his mother; I'm his son. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> That's not cool, so, dude. No, because your son is how old? Your son? Two. He's two. He so he can't do anything. So he <laughs> has, you know, some for your son. Yeah, but he could have at least tried to get your son to do something exactly. for you. Exactly. A little craft or something. Yeah. <sighs> we're, we're, we're baby steps. We're taking baby steps. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Maybe this year, Paula. Yes. Yeah. You might I'm going to I'm, I'm pray for you, girl. I'm going to need I'm it. Pr- I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so then ideally, what would you expect or what would you like to get for Mother's Day? Um, I think I would just like uh, not necessarily a day to myself, but I would like to feel pampered. I would like a little manicure, pedicure. You know. Are you doing it yourself? Because here in Ontario, things are closed. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, is everything open? Here? Is everything open? open in Montreal? Did I meet, miss something? No, not everything. But I think that nail salons are open. Oh, yeah. there you go. I think so. Live. I live off of islands. All oh, right. So even our gyms are open here in <gasps> What? Yes. I'm so jealous. Wow. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Our gyms are open, hair salons, nail salons. The only thing that is not open yet is restaurants. What? But our gym- Okay. How about but you, you guys are just doing takeout then? Yeah. Okay. Wait, you live in Quebec or you live in Ontario? 
Paula, I live in Quebec in Paint Court. I live like a Vaudreuil type of area. Dang, I thought that they were included in like everybody's, you know, like the, do you guys have curfew? We have curfew, but see, when you guys, your curfew went back to eight o'clock, ours was still at 9.30. Oh, wow. Shh, I need to move yeah. out there. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> we only just got 9.30 back on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we that's when all Montreal got it. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, at least oh, you guys can go, go get, get your nails done. Exactly. At least you guys can go for your pedicures, manicures. I can't go anywhere. Yeah, Everything's locked off. Yeah, but is oh. this the first time that Ontario's locked down like that? No, we've had multiple lockdowns since September. Oh, for real? Multiple. Oh, with a poll. Yeah. So our latest one went in effect as of what we're May now. Oh, April. Beginning of April is when we started our lockdown. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're like now a month in. Ugh. oh it's fine oh, and what they told you was going to be like two weeks and now it's ending up being more than two weeks yeah pretty and much they did that to us here around christmas time really? uh, did you guys get your shopping done before christmas at least yeah well, well it was it was right after i think it was like christmas day or the day after christmas day that's when everything locked down all non-essentials uh, you can buy you can even buy a freaking notebook a piece of paper a pen uh, all of those are considered non-essentials yeah. Even a winter jacket. Couldn't buy a winter I know. Jacket. What? No. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God. Well, at least you guys can get your nails done, okay? So if you do get your nails done, make it real pretty and mm. post it on Instagram for me to see. <laughs> I'm going to live vicariously through y'all. <laughs> um, for me, I honestly, I would love the, just some solitude. Um, some time to myself to kind of think I would love to read a book right mm. I would love to I have listen my brother-in-law bought me so many good books for Christmas and I think my birthday too like I've got Gabrielle Union's book I've got Taraji P. Henson I've got Michelle Obama and they're just sitting there same collecting dust I'm like dying to read and there's this one book that he he gave his his brother my my fiance um for for his birthday for christmas and it was a trevor noah book and i kept eyeing him like you don't read books so give that to me <laughs> <laughs> he's like sure so i would love to read a book i, you, I would also love a clean house <sighs> yes you know what i take house. back my answer i'm gonna go <laughs> one. yeah as i stare at my dirty house <laughs> girl i i don't even want to look into my living room i'm like ignoring it my back is away from the living room I'm like mm -mm, not doing it mm -mm. i'm surrounded nope. right now i'm in my living room and i'm surrounded by loads of laundry that i should have folded it's <laughs> <We> oh. <laughs> here because we don't use the living rooms so i'm like oh whatever so whenever we need something <laughs> we just go to the couch and look through the pile of stuff I mean, listen oh. my daughter has a basket of laundry that needs to be folded upstairs and so does my son and i've not folded those uh those clothes i'm just like i'm mentally exhausted mm -hmm. so i would love to have um not have to do that yeah. i would love for it to just magically fold itself like oh yeah. look at that right wave a wand right or there's a setting oh. on your on your dryer Fluffy yes. fold. automatic fold yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> someone needs to come up with that <laughs> apparently they came up with something like that but it's like a prototype but okay. i don't know yeah but i don't know if it actually happened and you know hmm. what if it did you know it'd be mad expensive it'd be oh for sure thousands of dollars It'd probably be the price of like a washing machine, like mm, maybe like a cell phone, maybe. 
Yeah, they probably like be the price of a car, and people would pay because they're like, I don't like to fold my clothes. Oh gosh, yes, you're right. Well, that's, I would be the first one in line to buy it. <laughs> Put that shit on credit. Yo. <laughs> Where do I sweat? <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take a little trip down memory lane. Ooh. Now, what was one memory growing up that you cherished about? You and your mother. Ooh. Oh boy. That's a good one. <laughs> it is a Mother's Day episode. Mm-hmm. I feel so old. I'm like, let me think about back, back, way back, 1980 something. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, eh? We have to like go, oh my God, what was, what was one memory? Like, I don't even remember life before having kids, let alone being a kid. And I'm like, really? Living in the lap of luxury and complaining about eating my food and taking naps. (laughs) What? Right? The freedom we had. We knew nothing. We knew absolutely nothing. We thought that was it. That was, this got to be more than this. And now we're sitting back looking like, girl, you didn't know shit. Now when I look at my daughter, she's complaining. She's complaining about things that when she becomes an adult, she's gonna want to do. She's complaining about naps. I want to take naps. Are you kidding? Girl, I do. Someone said, Brittany, you gotta go take a nap. It's nap time, and be like, okay, bye. But you notice (laughs) that we always appreciate it later. We don't appreciate it in that moment. Of course, it isn't until we get over. Like, dang, I should have taken all those naps when I was five. Uh, yeah, so a uh, trip down memory lane. What is something specific that you remember your mom? And it could be something simple like making cookies together. Um, I don't know if moms do this, but teach your kids to ride bikes. I don't know. Something along those lines. Oh, okay. I got one. I got one. Okay. My mom would bring me to the library. She, she wanted to make sure that like we liked reading because she liked reading so much. So that was my special time that I'd have with my mom. And even with my brother, when we were growing up, she would always take us to the library and we would pick out all these books and then we would sit on the floor in the library, Aww. the kids section, and we would read the books and then we get to pick like eight each or whatever and bring them home. And then as we got older, then we go to chapters and that was our thing. We get to go to chapters and pick a book. Like we'd prefer chapters over Toys R Us. Yeah, because you, you could take those home. Like a library, you have to like bring them back. So yeah, that exactly. makes sense. But now, and I do that with my daughter now. I'll bring her to chapters and like chapters is our like happy place. If we're feeling Aww. down, you can find my mom at chapters. I'll be at chapters. Like, so she's, she, she always made it fun to read and, and the experience of getting books and all that fun. So I appreciate that with my mom. Oh, that's sweet. Paula, you got any memories? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just kind of looked at down on my arm and I thought of one memory. My mom was a very big baker mm. growing up. So she was, the one baking cakes and muffins and all that for um, whatever event, birthdays. So I remember this one time, like, it's just in general baking cakes with her, but I remember this one time we just baked a cake, I think for uh, Father's Day, and I burnt myself (laughs) trying a cake out of the oven. So uh, that's one of those memories I'll just never forget, and I think it just kind of transgressed down to, like, with me and my family values that I have now. I love baking with my son. Aww. He doesn't really care for it. He just kind of likes dipping his fingers <laughs> in the pool, throwing it everywhere. But uh, of those, course. I always cherish 
with my mom, like baking in the kitchen with her. Yeah, I think that's like a motherly thing. Like, I feel like mothers are for like I wouldn't say all mothers, but for most mothers, being in the kitchen cooking yeah. or baking. Like my mom was a big cook and a baker, um, but she was more so the cook. She would always say that she's not that great of a baker but she could bake i don't know what she's talking about because i think she could bake um but i feel like that was a great way of like you know for most people that's where they bond with their mom in the kitchen mm-hmm. making foods and what whatnot um a memory that kind of particularly sticks out i think i was like maybe nine and either nine ten and i used to play soccer and my dad was a coach no sorry he was an assistant coach and for my team and we had this special kind of event where the moms would be playing soccer against the girls oh my goodness the laugh i had my mom is okay one thing you need to learn about my mom she does not do anything called sports sport <laughs> what what is sports i don't mm-hmm. do sports but uh, the fact that she was willing to do it for me and, oh, my God, let me just tell you, I laughed. I laughed. I laughed because my mom, first of all, she can't kick the ball. <laughs> she kept missing the ball. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh. I laughed till my belly hurt. My God. So um, that was one particular memory that I really thoroughly enjoyed about my mom because she really, you know, she took the effort to do something that her daughter enjoys. Um, so that was one particular memory that I love i enjoy it and i clown her to this day about it <laughs> <laughs> so um now in terms of mummies what is um what is one thing they would say about you oh god <laughs> so if mommy mommy dupra or mama ama do was mm-hmm. on the podcast what do you think they would say lord Mm. I'm like, who know. is Paula? Who is Brittany? Annoying. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I I think my mom, as much as she hates to admit it, she would say that I am her her photocopy. I'm her wild child. I'm the child that wanted to explore and try everything. So she would Ooh. for sure wild child. And she would call me, um, we're exactly like in the sense that we're, like, we're very giving and very ge- giving and very caring. So she'll tell, those are the two things I think my mom would say about me. All right. I, I hope so, eh? <laughs> you know what? Humor me, Paula. Whenever this podcast airs, let her listen to it. And then tell me what she says. She'd be like, no, I don't. I would never say that. <laughs> Let me know she says something along those lines and then just laugh about it and let me know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, same thing for me, actually. I'm pretty much, I even sound like my mom. If my mom was on the really? podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we sounded like a lot of times people, like when I was still living at home and uh, people would call and I'd answer the phone, they'd be like, hi, Vanita. And I'm like, it's not Vanita. Mom, it's for you. <laughs> So we are very That's similar. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think my mom would say I'm a girl who does things anyways, whether you like it or not. Um, I'm definitely would say I'm the opposite of my mom. Oh, yeah? 
and yeah because like for example my mom is very um i guess you could say like for example during my pregnancy um my partner wasn't around during my pregnancy and she's like oh your father had to be there all the time for everything whether it was a blood test or an ultrasound i was like ah i'm good i mm-hmm. kind of enjoyed the quietness the solitude i felt like it was like a bonding time with just me and baby mm-hmm. right so we she's like ah, you're not like me you're not take nothing from your mother so, <laughs> i think yeah. she would say that that you're not you're not like me for sure um and she she enjoys my humor so she would say that i'm funny um even though most of my humor is just teasing her and that's another way that i show people i love them is i tease them a lot mm-hmm. Or clown them, but I think she would say I'm somebody who um, I do whatever I want to do, whether you like it or not. Michelle's going to do whatever she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Just you like your dad then, it. or you just like Michelle? Um, I think my dad would be more like um, considerate of people. Both my mom and my dad, I would feel like they're more considerate of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, yeah, it's my life. I'll do whatever I want. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not, they're not, they're not growing up. They were more like, you know, you need to do it this way because I'm the parent. And like, well, what if we did it this way? And just kind of like change the course of it. And they're like, no, you need to do it this way. But um, they've, they kind of are kind of glad that I didn't follow their, their steps that I created my own steps. Uh, even though there was a lot of pushback, you know, mm-hmm. as parents, you want your kids to follow a certain path and did not follow that path. Uh, but I think I, I, I followed re- relatively closely to that path. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's what they would, I would think that's what my mom would say about me. You know what? I'm going to humor myself too. And I'm going to ask um, my mom and be like, what would you say about me? And see how she, yeah. So. This should be interesting. So. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's gonna be a laugh and a half. My mom's gonna like if she listens to this, she's like, mm-hmm. "Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say that?" I'm like, mm-hmm. My mom did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> or like for the memories, I bet you anything. This is gonna bite me in the ass. She's gonna be like, oh. "Why did it take you so long to come up with something that we need <laughs> together that you cherish?" <laughs> Wasn't that not girl. a good my mom? <laughs> my bad girl. Uh Mama Dupra. I didn't send them these questions in advance for them to think about it. It, it was all on this spot because I thought Blame this was Michelle. easy question. I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry. I'm apologize. Yeah. Yeah. She does whatever she wants, mom. Okay. Bye. <laughs> all right, so now we're gonna get into the fun part. And it's the birthing stories. Oh, boy. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about your maternity leave, about your birth stories. Let it out, guys. We'll start off with Paula. You want to go first? Sure. (laughs) The enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. If my mom, I'm going to like skip through this part of the podcast if she <laughs> listens to it. No, just because like, like my mom, she has this thing. Like after I gave birth, she's like, never tell anybody about your birth story. I was like, okay. Like two weeks later, I'm telling everybody <laughs> what happened. Let's go. <laughs> so, my birth story is qu- quite like 
complicated and interesting. I didn't have my partner here with me until after my son was about five months because he was in our country. So I spent my entire pregnancy with my mom. Well, no, I'm like, uh, with my sister, whoever was around pretty much. Um, I went through like a couple of different birthing options. I wanted to do birthing center, but then my sister was like, be realistic. And I was just like, fine. (laughs) I went I decided to go to the hospital and I was like, I had this whole birthing plan. My sister's like, they're going to look at you and throw it out the window. I was like, mm. okay, cool. Oh. So uh, my nephew's birthday is actually March 5th. But I think on that week, it fell on like the middle of the week. So his birthday actually ended up being on a Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday, we're at his birthday party, whatever. Had a cake. And I kind of feel like a gush. Not really. I just feel like a poop. So I'm like, okay. So I go to the bathroom, whatever. TMI, I see a little bit of bloody show. So I'm all excited. I go tell my sister and my mom. <laughs> a lot of people don't know who my sister is, but she's kind of like a, like a very neutral person. She's like, okay. What's your- <laughs> no, just, okay. So I kind of just shut down. So at that point, I had relocated to my mom's house just in case I give birth because um, she didn't want me to be alone. So I go home and my mom has a cat. The cat did not leave my side that night. Mm. Okay, cool. I kept going back and forth to the bathroom, back and forth. I just couldn't sleep. So finally, at 5 a.m., I decided to call um, the birthing center. And... Uh, she's she's asking me you know the regular questions and as you're filling up a pad and blah 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 and I'm like like I kind of felt stupid because I didn't really know like what she was explaining or wanted me to explain to her she's like okay you know what just come in and we'll be able to assess you mind you if anybody knows Montreal <laughs> six o'clock in the morning is traffic hour so I literally am in labor like, I think I had, at that point, I started getting contractions or what I thought was contractions. So I drove myself to the hospital because I didn't want to bother my mom just in case they would have to send me back home. And there was no point for her to come with me, blah, blah. Drove myself to the hospital. They checked me. They're like, oh, there's a the hair. I was like, okay, cool. Four centimeters. And they realized that my water had already broke. So that pop that had felt was actually my water breaking. But I didn't know because it's my first child. So like, okay, well, since we don't know how long your water's broken, we're going to give you some Pitocin to speed up everything. Lord, if anybody oh, knows. Pitocin, wow. It is hardcore. And I thought that I was like superwoman. I'm like, I ain't going to do it. with no epidural. Let's go. Uh-uh. After a couple of hours, I'm like, hit me in the back. <laughs> I'm like, I want it and I want it now. Anyway, so like I think two or three hours later, my son was born. I had the famous episiotomy, worst thing ever. And yeah, here comes my son was born at 10.09 p.m., same time as me. And oh, wow. Was born, same time as you? Same time as me. I was wow. born at p.m. And uh, he was a whopping eight pounds, eight ounces. Damn. 
came out blue, but it was okay. He cried after like a couple of seconds and here he is, two years old. It's crazy. That's my birthing story. <laughs> wow. So Don't you love fun. the birthing stories? <laughs> yeah. Cut out all the dramatic parts because there's so much things that Yeah, play, for but sure. Like, <laughs> keep it nice and short for the public. Yeah, yeah you know, and PG, PG-8. <laughs> PG-8. <laughs> Britt, what about you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as you're telling stuff, you're like, oh, it's four centimeters. I'm like, wow, she remembers that. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember how many centimeters. I blocked a lot of that stuff out, I think, to, like, get through everything. Because I was in labor for more than 24 hours and I just wanted to die. I was just like, this needs to end because (laughs) this has been too long. I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, It was probably around like two, three in the morning. I'm like, ooh, what's that? What's that pain? And then it came back however many minutes, maybe like 10 minutes later or something. And it kept happening. I I started timing them and I was like, oh, crap, there's a pattern here shit okay it's it's time and i was living with my mom still at the time so i went to my mom's room i was like i don't know i think i'm getting contractions they're every however however often she's like yeah well it's still a while so like you know let's go back to bed and whatever so i just sat in bed and watched netflix for a minute and then it was starting to get more and more and more so i went to the hospital and they're like yeah you're in labor but you still you need to labor from home because it's too early so go home and take a bath Oh. okay and i live far away i lived about maybe half an hour plus drive from the hospital so i was like great so go back home take a freaking bath i don't want to take a bath when i'm in pain and it was a hot we were doing um, a heat wave oh. and so i'm just hot i'm annoyed i'm everything i'm in pain trying to take this bath and it's not helping and so we ended up going back to the hospital a couple hours later and they're like, okay, yeah, your contractions, we see that they're coming on there and they're strong, but you're not dilated enough to be oh, admitted. God. So take a walk around the hospital or go. Oh, no, no, no. I'm my bad. They said, go back home. I said, I'm not going back home because I live far away. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go there half an hour, come back half an hour. That's an hour of travel time. Can I just stay around and walk? They're like, yeah, walk around the hospital. So I walked around the hospital until finally i don't remember how many centimeters you have to be to be admitted and maybe it was four or something and then i was and they're like when do you want an epidural i'm like now (laughs) (laughs) so they came in and because that was that was at night so yeah so i've been all day long laboring wow so it's like i think it's like 10 o'clock at night at that point and i'm like this pain needs to end so they gave him the epidural but the epidural, I didn't know this and anybody listening who wants kids or is pregnant, um, this is a thing that your kid could all of a sudden just straighten up in anticipation for being born. So it just stretches your, the whole length of your stomach. So I had this terrible pain at the top of my stomach. Ooh. And I was like, well, what is this? Because the epidural made contractions go away, but I had this severe pain in the top right-hand side of my stomach. And the woman was like, yeah, it happens sometimes that babies, they straighten out when you're about to give birth. So when like, you say straighten out, what do you mean? Like they stand up in your-, your Yeah, like, they're what? like, they're like, their legs are straight. Everything is straight. They're not in fetal position. Wow. Yeah. So it was painful. And that pain did not go away until that baby was born. 
the mm-hmm. next day at 10:51 in the morning. Jesus. Oh, wow. And my back Whew. was and I had back labor on top of it. It was just bad. And the worst part for me was after I gave birth, I said, I don't feel good. Something's wrong. And I said it to my mom. I said it to the nurse. I don't feel good. Something's wrong. Something's off. And the woman's like, oh, you just had a baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. And, and I was like, okay, well, they're the professionals. I've never done this before, so fine. So they wheel me out of the laboring room into my, like, recovery room. And they tell me to go to the bathroom because I had an epidural. So they wanted to make sure once the catheter came out, I could pee. Mm-hmm. I go to the bathroom. Don't I faint in the bathroom? Oh, shoot. So then call. I, I, my, my boyfriend was in the room with the baby. And I call out to him. I don't feel good. Call somebody. So he calls the nurse. They all rush in. They pick me up, put me on the bed. Shit. And they're like, why didn't she eat? Why didn't she drink? Because they see my, my tray with my food and my water and whatever. I'm like, when did I have time? to eat or drink Shit. you mm-hmm. brought me in this room and you're telling me to go pee well like, what do you want me to do oh ma'am 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 you need to eat you need to drink what? anyways long story short i lost a lot of blood when i was mm-hmm. giving birth and they didn't give me blood transfusion because it wasn't enough for a blood transfusion but it was mm. enough for like iron supplements yeah. Deficiency, and they didn't yeah. they didn't give me they didn't give me anything so they didn't give you iron pills mm-mm. when i left when i was discharged they gave me a prescription so they i normally would start you on after. it and then they would monitor it mm-mm, not at this hospital no. not at oh, this wow. hospital and then they ended up eventually when i had my postpartum um, appointment with the doctor they gave me half the dose that i actually needed so I had a really rough recovery for months afterwards because it was you're exhausted. Sick. Yeah. Oh Lord. And I'm sorry to scare anybody who's <clears throat> pregnant, but uh, I'm currently pregnant now with my second, and I'm scared. So <laughs> be scared. I'm hoping your second time will be a lot better. I'm hoping so that too. you don't have a horrible experience because yeah. I have a question, Brittany. I don't know if you remembered. Did they? pull out your placenta or did they allow you to push it out they allowed me to push it out because me they they pulled it out oh like pull yeah. pull like the this like they just kind of like Whoop. what and so i like bled i lost almost like two and a half liters of blood afterwards and then i had the same problem so i was wondering if it's like a common thing because i read afterwards online that's a common thing like a lot of doctors like rush you through everything kind of just yank on it and like eruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, that is when so you that, like, let me ask if you remember. Yeah. Uh, we can edit you know this funny? out. I don't, where, remember where with, I, was, I don't remember with my son what, what happened to the placenta. I yeah, because you're so like involved with the baby. But yeah. you know what, though? Maybe they pulled it off for you because I remember they tell you to push. No, me they, didn't. They pulled it out. Yeah. For me, so maybe they didn't tell you to ki- push Michelle, so they took it out, maybe. With 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 Isaiah, I don't remember, but I do remember with Janae because I remember they stuck something because you know the placenta is attached to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has some kind of needle and he pushed it into there. And then it just kind of oozed out. Ooh. I didn't even have to <laughs> really? push or anything. Yeah. It oozed out like I could feel it coming. I was like, ugh. <laughs> But I don't remember with my son, with my daughter, I remember it because I saw the needle. I was like, where is that going? <laughs> like, I've been and he's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, don't worry. This is for the placenta. He pushed it into the placenta and then it just kind of, he just waited. And then it just kind of oozed out. And I was like, ugh. 
and then and then that's when, when it came out that's when he pulled it out interesting I yeah if i don't it came remember. out naturally then with idea if it just kind of you, you didn't have i to don't push remember like, okay, let's go oh, i don't remember oh man that's a good question did, did you, you guys ever you, like go ahead. do the placenta the placenta pills that's what i was gonna ask you i'm, I'm gonna I do did. it for one if i god willing i'm gonna do it yeah I want are to, you brit now that you're pregnant i, I, I want to do it just because um i suffer from like anxiety and depression sometimes and i noticed that during this pregnancy i'm having a lot of episodes of like depression so i'm scared of postpartum <clears throat> depression which apparently mm-hmm. having those placenta pills is supposed to help with that so yes it. it is it's supposed to it helps with it instead yeah. of taking like the actual drugs after um yeah pregnancy um but no 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 harm if you are taking it i didn't do it with isaiah or um janae i was just too exhausted for both pregnancies to even think about doing it yeah um but i have heard stories of people who um they they took out the placenta and then they turned them into pills and they said the exact same thing um, it helped with their mood. They found that they're a lot more happier and they didn't suffer from like a heavy postpartum pr- depression. So um, as for my birth story, I remember Janae's clear as day. I do remember Isaiah. I think the thing is um, <clears throat> with Isaiah, it was so tedious. It was so like rough. It was rough with him. Whereas with Janae, because I had given birth in Montreal, first things first, um, the nurse that was taking care of me was actually my sister's friend's mom. So she made sure to take real good care of me. And she was so thrilled that she was able to see my sister because she hasn't seen her in years. Um, So she made sure like I had like the best care and like the best doctor. Um, and so with Janae, I just remember we had problems with her, with my fluid, my fluid was disappearing towards the end of the pregnancy and they couldn't figure out why. So I had to go on bed rest. And so just for the last month, they wanted me to stay home and limit my, my movement. And then every week I had to come back into the office and they would do an ultrasound to see. So they did notice my fluids went back up. And then Mm. by the second to last week, it dropped and it dropped significantly. I don't don't know. They're like, did you notice any leaking? I'm like, I don't know. It's my first pregnancy. (laughs) Um, So they're like, did you notice any water, any leaking, anything? And I said, I don't know. So, um, then what they decided to do, because I was now only two, well, no, a week away from when she was supposed to be born, they said, you know what, let's just go in for her. Mm-hmm. So I was to be induced. And at the time, uh, my partner and I were living apart from each other. So I was in Montreal and he was in Toronto. So he came down. The night that he came down, I had my show. I was like, oh, this chick's coming anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> But there was no water that broke or anything. Went into the hospital for an, to be induced. Was there at night? They didn't break my sack until noon. Whew, let me tell you. That pain. Yes. Is something once they, mm-hmm. they birth. Ooh, at first it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> and then it's, I fucking hate you. <laughs> so um, they came in and luckily they had a specialist because I had informed them. I have a, a typical back, uh, back disorder where it's hard for an epidural to be put in successfully. And so they were able to do it. Um, and then, you know, we waited, we waited and we waited and my mom and my sister were there and, um, they got to the door that I guess she's not coming tonight. And it was like midnight. And so they get to the door. I'm like, wait, don't move. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I told my partner, call the nurse. I think she's coming. I felt the intense urge to push. Oh. And with 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 Janae, I I just kind of kept pushing, and what happened is that they had a bunch of nurses in the room. One of the nurses was monitoring the monitor, and so every time a contraction would come, I couldn't feel it. So every time a contraction would come, they would say, "Okay, and push." Yeah, and so I'd push. I didn't feel anything once that epidural kicked in, eh? Not a ting, Masa. Not mm-hmm. a ting. Lucky. <laughs> so then I pushed. Baby comes out. Hey, the girl. Wah. Let me tell you, that girl cried. All night. We got <laughs> no sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now with Isaiah, Isaiah was stubborn. So Janae was a week early. Isaiah was a week late. Mm. And he was stubborn. He was supposed to come one day before my birthday in September. He did not come. And we were trying literally, you know, like you're trying everything to try to get the baby out. Uh-huh. I was trying everything safely. So it's one of the things is like if you whine in – in my culture, if you whine, a lot of whining can help burst the sack. Yeah. That's a wives' tale in my country. I don't know if it's real or not. I've seen videos of it happening for people. I'm like, let me try that. Did not work. Mm-hmm. We got a ball. I bounced mm-hmm. on that ball for two mm-hmm. weeks straight. <laughs> Baby did not come out. My mom <laughs> bought me. No, my friend told me to drink thyme tea. First of all, that shit tastes awful. I don't care what anybody says. Drink thyme tea and that baby will come out. Drink thyme tea. I ain't drinking that shit. Again. And it didn't. And then what was it? Raspberry leaf tea? Yeah. Drink that. Did not work. I was like. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I was so frustrated. So he had to be induced because yeah, yeah, we're a week over and I was like, I'm done. I think here in Ontario, technically, they can only induce you after two weeks. And I told my doctor, "Uh, no. <laughs> He's coming out this weekend. Two my doctor was weeks? like, "Yeah, two weeks past the due date." Jesus Christ! Holy yeah, crap. yeah. I think because oh, they really are trying. Ladies, oh, I feel God, sorry for you. That's terrible. Yeah, my my somebody told me that because when I told them I was going for an induction in a week, they're like, "Oh, that's interesting." Normally, they try to do it for two weeks. So I was like, two weeks well, at forty? What forty-one weeks? Forty-two weeks? Why? Dang. Oh, Why? So I was like, I'm glad we did 40, uh, 41 weeks because he came out first of all, he was nine pounds, eight ounces. And you see how petite I am? I, I am not like, hey, I can push out a baby. Uh, I have a very narrow pelvic area. So he came out and he left some destruction. All I remember is, so they tell you that your second child is going to be going, listen, all the stories I've heard, they're like, oh, your second one's going to fly. My partner's sister barely made it to the ER doors and baby was like (laughs) right there. 
Yeah. So I am hearing all these. I was like, great. I won't be in labor too long. Probably no, no more than an hour. My friend who was a couple months before me, she said she had her second one in an hour. Like literally one push, baby came out. I was like, wow. So I'm just like, that's going to be me. Of course. <laughs> Not me with Isaiah. <laughs> I was struggling. First of all, when they did the measurements of Isaiah prior to um, me, being um induced in the hospital they had estimated that he'd be seven pounds oh remember i told you he was nine pounds eight ounces so they're wrong way off (laughs) way off um his head got stuck oh no and i i had the worst fisting in my life (laughs) the nurse had to go in like Fist and everything in and try to get his head unstuck. She gets his his head unstuck. His shoulders get stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't win. Um, and so they have to go back in with the hand and to try to kind of turn him around or kind of like squeeze his shoulders a little bit more inwards for me to push him out. Oh, Lord. By the time they figure that bit out i do my push and as they un as he gets unstuck i hear a popping sensation coming from my pelvic area oh he comes out quiet oh my god they they do the test but he just doesn't want to cry he's awake he's alert he's looking around they're like okay i guess he's not gonna cry (laughs) Um, and then, you know, they clean him up. They put a diaper on him. Oh, he's a big baby. Doesn't look like these newborn diapers are going to fit him. No. Isaiah goes straight into ones. Oh, Whoa. dang. Straight into ones. Did you and bring some? Did you bring some? No, nope, I only had newborns. Oh, so no. my mom had to, yeah, my mom, we had to use the newborns. And then my mom went to go get some ones the next day uh, and brought us some ones. We had the ones at home. We just didn't pack them in our bag. Yeah. So she just brought them over. So that popping sensation, he had displaced my pelvic, uh, air, my pelvic bone. So w- the moment I give birth, I'm not feeling well. I'm hungry and nauseous at the same time. Mm. So I'm thinking, okay, let me just eat. So Shauna rushes to, I think it was like Pizza Pizza or Pizzaville or Pizza Nova, one of those pizza places. Comes back, bring pizza. I'm scarfing down the pizza. Not talking, just scarfing because I'm <laughs> so hungry. And the same way that food went in, <laughs> two seconds later, no. came all out. I'm vomiting. I'm vomiting. I can't stop. And so I'm like, something's wrong. The nurse is like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. You just gave birth. The same kind of fuel that you got, Brit. And so now they're like, okay, we're going to move you to your room. So they bring the wheelchair. This is when I knew something was wrong. I didn't know the pop. I heard the popping sensation, but I kind of ignored it. It mm. wasn't until I had to move from the bed to the wheelchair. I couldn't walk. Oh, no. oh and another thing, they couldn't get my, um, I gave birth here in Ontario. The person who tried to get the uh, epidural in my back couldn't get it in. Even though I told them, like, this is, this is some jigsaw math puzzle shit. My back is not perfectly aligned so that it's easy for you. Mm. So she kept picking and prodding oh. to get it in. 
one. Then she's like, I'll have to leave and come back because I have to get a special tool to help me, which is kind of like an ultrasound kind of tool. Mm-hmm. So she leaves. She comes back with the ultrasound. And she's like using it on my back. And then she gets it in. And then it was, it was kind of like, like in my head, I, when I think of this, I think of it as like, okay, I'm in. Oops. <gasps> so it turned in from an epidural to a spinal. For people who don't know what that is, a spinal is used when you're having a C-section. Completely numbs the shit out of you. <laughs> the shit. Let me tell you, people have to pick up my leg. I can not feel anything. Not even a pinch, not even cold, hot, not a thing. So I had the worst experience, unfortunately, at that hospital. Thank God that unit is shut down. They shut it down. Oh, that's um, Because I honestly thought that was like the worst experience ever. Couldn't walk. I was begging and pleading to speak to a doctor, see a doctor, somebody, because I cannot walk. I'm in so much pain. I would cry. Um, no one came to see me. I had a black nurse and I was literally crying, bawling. I was like, I can't walk. I'm in the worst pain ever. Can somebody come and see me? No one wanted to come and see me. She was working like really hard to get somebody to come and see me. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to do the best I can. So then I contacted my doctor or, um, cause it wasn't my doctor who delivered my son. It was whoever was on the floor. Yeah. So I contacted my office and they said that because my my doctor too was on mat leave because we were pregnant around the same time. Uh, so um the I guess the replacement doctor said that she would get one of her colleagues to come and see me. Um and she did and then finally the nurse was able to get through to a doctor to come see me. Finally, like <laughs> I don't understand. And from there, they said that because Isaiah was so big, he displaced my pelvic area. And so I'm going to have to do a lot of physio. So basically, there's like an imbalance in my pelvic area. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is also hormonal because you have a whole bunch of hormones that loosen up your mm. pelvic area. So they said it's going to take time for those hormones to flush out as well as physio. Did you like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe to our platform and follow us on our social media platforms at A Shot of Melanin on Instagram, A Shot of Melanin on Facebook, and ASOM underscore podcast on Twitter. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. And if you got anger, might as well shoot us a message. Let us know what you thought of the podcast and our episodes. And don't be afraid to let us know what you'd like to hear from us.